You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Broadcasting live from the home of the follow-up turn signal. Yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona, the humble abode of my co-host Alex Clancy. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is different as this football season can be. Much of it's the same, but Pepsi knows that thanks to a lack of natural athleticism, commitment, or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people, will ever play professional football, but instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league. The League of Football Watchers, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi, the refreshment you need to power through game day because Pepsi is made for those who play the game, or not made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching, and man, there's a bad taste left in our mouth that Alex and I are trying to wash out with some cold ones from yesterday's Cardinals loss to the lowly San Francisco 49ers. So much has to be said about this game, Alex. Most of it negative. It's going to be tough to keep a positive spin on this one. Yeah, I mean, it still doesn't feel real. I mean, it's it's not like, you know, uh, it's not the Chiefs losing to Jacksonville. It's not that that far of a, it's not that far of a, a gap. But man, it has been a very, very tough, you know, 24 hours since watching that game where it's just we talked quickly about how uh the you know the Christmas hangover may be a thing I'm not saying it was because the day before was Christmas because obviously it didn't affect San Francisco a way more mentally tough team than the Cardinals but something was up and from from the from the jump the Cardinals were not the better team on the field and they got laughed off and the NFL now looks at them like they have looked at them for the majority of the existence of the Arizona Cardinals, irrelevant. And they're, they're still in a playoff spot. It's not like, you know, that that loss completely drops them out. But, man, it did not feel good watching that game and saying, you know what, maybe they were pretenders. We have to start asking those questions, don't we? Yeah, we have to kind of figure out, pick up the pieces. Just what's the fallout from a loss like that? But let's break it down. Let's actually break down the game. Let's get into it. Our Locked On Cardinals lead story is the Cardinals fall to the San Francisco 49ers, a no-show by the offense, by far their worst performance of 2020. 20-12, to C.J. Beathard goes 13 for 22, 182, three touchdowns, no picks. Cardinals able to get to Beathard three times with three sacks, including two from Hassan Reddick, but that's not enough as the ground game was going. Jeff Wilson Jr., that guy continues to haunt the Cardinals. He had a big touchdown that broke their back in a contest late last season. He was all over the place, 22 carries for 183 yards. And Alex, my opinion was that ground game was so lethal that it put Beathard in a position to where he just had to manage things. And he was pretty much, despite the three sacks, he was pretty much unscathed and he could do whatever he wanted in the past game, even though, you know, they were pretty much down to just Brandon Ayuk and a couple plays here and there from George Kittle coming back. I mean, the beauty of Kyle Shanahan's offense, even though it's, you know, it looks intricate, uh, it's any quarterback that makes the NFL can run that offense. A lot of it is uh, in front of the sticks. There's a lot of razzle-dazzle, dipsy-doodling, but really it's just, like, there were a couple plays that, that, that sprung George Kittle that were just 
they were better plays offensively than what the defense was set up for. And you saw CJ Beathard, you're right. I mean, if if Jeff Wilson could just run like that, over 20 carries, look like a pro bowler, when all you had to do really was stop the run and the rest would come to you with, with your secondary in the linebacking core with a below-average quarterback. But you're right. I mean, th- this was a perfect game plan, seemingly, by your favorite person on the planet, the Yeezy-wearing, flat-brim hat-wearing Kyle Shanahan. Um, the Cardinals were outcoached. And that it was abundantly clear pretty much from the get-go. Yes, Kyle Shanahan had the offense doing the best they can with the personnel that they had, and they were undermanned. And I thought what Kyle Shanahan was able to dial up in his game plan was was great. I thought the Cardinals' defense played well. I mean, the two units between the defense and the offense, I would take the defense's performance because the offense was just atrocious. You know, uh, as far as uh, Robert Sala and the way his defense was playing all yet on on Saturday, uh, they were play- they was inspired football. It's like they knew that they were playing one of their final games under the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. He's going to be a hot commodity this offseason because they've just shut down this offense from the Arizona Cardinals. You know, Kyler Murray throws 50 times for just 247 yards, and he has the crucial pick. What was the biggest uh, problem with the Cardinals offense, in your opinion? Kyler Murray played like crap. Um, this is going to be very difficult if they don't make the playoffs to have the rumblings of the conversation because it's too early, but there will be storylines permeating the off season surrounding Kyler Murray's ability to be a quarterback in the NFL at a high level. It's not rational. Uh, it's again, way too early. And we've seen so much from Kyler Murray to prove otherwise, but you know, the national media is going to eat that up. Kyler Murray has not been an above average quarterback for a lot of the season this year against opponents that aren't bottom dwellers. I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say it's fair criticism to say he has not been above average against very good opponents, at least very good, if not just average. And it's, it's true. If he can't run the ball, the offensive line isn't as effective because they have to worry about a guy sitting in the pocket longer. And Kyler Murray's accuracy against average to above average opponents hasn't been there. No. Uh-uh. I mean, he didn't get help. I, I thought that the game from Dan Arnold, he had a brutal game. Yeah, Christian Kirk too. Yeah, Christian Kirk had the uh, – I mean, he had 75 yards, but the, you know that Christian Kirk, he had some crucial drops in that game. Um, and they were still having trouble, you know, finding DeAndre Hopkins, who set a team record for receptions yesterday, on, on Saturday with his eight catches. He goes over, uh, I think, 111 for the season. And he, he's able to do some great things. But at the same time, I think a lot of Cardinals fans are, are left wanting more from Hopkins in this offense. And, you know, there's questions not only about Kyler Murray, but of course about Cliff Kingsbury. I thought as far as on my Twitter timeline, so many people are over Cliff Kingsbury. They're ready to move on. We're going to get into that conversation some more here on this podcast, but just an uninspired performance. And uh, as far as the fallout's concerned, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Make sure, of course, you're subscribed. You're following along to the Lockdown Cardinals podcast, wherever you find podcasts. It's Bo. It's Alex. Give us a follow on Twitter at Bob Rack to follow me, Bo. And Alex at Clancy's Corner. Of course, follow the podcast at Lockdown AZ Cards. Let's get into it. The fallout from the loss, 20-12. to The San Francisco take out the Arizona Cardinals putting their playoff hopes for the 2020 season on ice. We'll get into it. Bears won yesterday. We'll get into the conversation about what that means for the Cardinals 
and what has to happen for them to get into the dance. It's locked on Cardinals. Well, if you had the Arizona Cardinals minus five, minus five and a half, you were a big fat loser. If you were smart enough to take the Niners, the bet online AG spread plus five and a half, you probably made some cash. Or you took the under in this contest. You won some cash. Are you ready for some football? College football heads to bowl season. Already a couple games already played. It was what uh, Coastal Carolina, their first blemish of the season and a thriller. Some big matchups going on the rest of the weekend. In week 17, the NFL regular season finishing up. The playoff picture becoming clear. Don't sit out on the sidelines any longer. Get into the action don't forget to use the promo code at betonline.ag. Locked on. That's one word. Locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline, underscore AG on Twitter. Take advantage of their best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account. Use the promo code. Locked on. One word for your sign-up bonus. That means if you... Sign in for 100 bucks. You can get $50 free dollars to gamble with and hashtag bet online. We're just hanging out here at Alex's apartment. This is our makeshift studio. It's uh, the first time that the Lockdown Cardinals crew has been together in the same place recording. And this is the, actually our jankiest setup, Alex, by far. Like people have no, we, we <laughs> wanted to get into the same room and uh, your boy, me, screwed up, forgot a couple clutch, you know, cables. I was, I was Cliff Kingsbury. I dropped the ball today like he did on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you – yeah, I can't give you any credit. I mean, I feel like this is uh, – it's piss poor. I'm sitting here uh, on a Walmart um, entertainment center that cost me $12, and uh, my computer's up. I got my mic in my hand, and I'm sitting, um, you know, with my legs crossed on my carpet like a gentleman. Yeah, you <laughs> – always, <laughs> always. And you're probably <laughs> regretting some of your uh, – some of your your design choices, some of your furniture choices. That's not on me. That's not on me. But <laughs> as far as how janky this podcast setup is, and while we record that, that is on me. And so I bring up Cliff Kingsbury. So a lot of people said they're over it. They they said that he he is not the man right for the job. Where I, I feel like I'm I'm somebody who's kind of uh, saying pump the brakes on that. I'm not, and I don't want to be confused, Alex, with me saying I'm going to go die on Cliff Kingsbury Hill. Like that. That's I, I feel like there's. There's some gray area here that I, I need to kind of defend myself with is I don't think that Cliff Kingsbury is the right coach right now to lead this team to where they're ahead of schedule. But as far as him kind of fitting in along with his second year quarterback, him being a second year head coach and coming from the college ranks that he's actually pretty much on schedule and you're going to continue to take those lumps as he tries to learn and navigate his way through becoming a good head coach at the NFL level. Yeah. I mean, this one's on Kyler. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that this is a, I don't think this is a cliff situation. Um, going for it on fourth and, you know, one from your 35, probably not the best move, but only not the best move if you don't get it. Um, he got the other ones and everybody was like, oh no, that was a good call. Uh, it's the play calling, um, I think was fine yesterday. You know, I think it was fine. Uh, the, this game was only, was only close because Robbie Gould forgot how to kick. Yeah. You know, so this isn't Kyler like this is Kyler Murray's inability, even on the two point conversion. Like that was the microcosm for the day for me. The Cardinals come down and score. They have a chance to tie it at 14. And they score a touchdown and then 
they run it out to DeAndre Hopkins, which is what we've been hoping for all year on two-point conversions and just uh, down near the goal line um, in general. They loaded the other side, had him one-on-one, and he throws it at his feet. Fastball at his feet. Uncatchable, impossible to catch. And I understand you throw the ball before he breaks, and that's what you know. That's what quarterbacks do. But he's six one or six two, and you might want to throw it at his face. If you're going to throw a fastball, throw it at his face, or throw it around to where he can get it. It doesn't have to be a touch pass. It doesn't have to be a, fa- a back, you know, a back corner fade. But you got to give the dude a chance. And if you throw the ball into the ground, that shows me that something's up. Like it, top top quarterbacks don't make that throw. They don't miss that badly on such an important play. I really feel and, like, yeah, I, I feel like when Kyler Murray, if his first read's not there, he it's it's just panic time. It's just hit the hit the emergency button. You know, scramble's probably his next his next move, and there's not much more to it. Like that was his only read on that on the pick that he threw late in the game that was just brutal. Uh, he didn't even look at DeAndre Hopkins. Didn't even look his way. He threw it to Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk probably could have done more as far as trying to bat the ball down or even get an offensive pi to make sure that ball isn't intercepted, but. You know, that was just a brutal pick from Kyler Murray for the second straight week. Back-to-back weeks, he's thrown uh, just a crucial pick in the red zone. And then, uh, you know, I just think that Kyler Murray is – there's a lot – he has a long way to go as far as becoming a, you know, a a good pocket – or just passer, precision passer in the NFL. Right. And we talked about this during the offseason after they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. And I believe it was me that said – they shouldn't be done yet. Look at the receiving core. I mean, look at look at what the look at the options. Dan Arnold came out of nowhere. Dan Arnold is second in the team on the team with t- in touchdowns. I would assume by a pretty wide margin. And I I don't know. So it, so yes. And listen. So a couple things. One, this isn't us just shifting blame from one person to another. This is watching the game and saying, you know what, Kyler Murray didn't play well. That's that. That's it's matter of fact happenstance. That's what happened. And sure, Christian Kirk maybe should have batted that ball down, but Kyler Murray maybe could have thrown a better ball and maybe looked at DeAndre Hopkins. You texted me that right after it happened. Why is he not even looking at him? Yeah. Um. There is a lot of stuff to crunch still with who's to blame, who's not doing their job. But all in all, like the Cardinals have been since they've been relevant with BA. They are top-heavy, talent-wise. There is no depth. Sure, bringing in Devon Kennard and Devondra Campbell, the defense isn't the issue this year. And the, uh, they've given up a lot of points, but name a team that you know that's giving up 14 points a game. It, it's, not, it's not the old NFL anymore. The offense is severely lacking, not only in skill position talent, wide receivers, but the offensive line is showing coming back to earth because Kyler Murray is not able to run the ball anymore. So this is the whirlwind of you could I mean you could take this all the way back. It depends on how deep you want to go in the in the rabbit hole of well, if Steve Kime isn't just gifting good players to other teams during the draft by not drafting them over the last four or five years. There's no depth there. So there's no homegrown talent. Isaiah Simmons has plateaued, could have drafted an offensive lineman. Like you could go all the way back to those conversations on draft day before any of this happened. Or you can look at it and say, you know what? There's just an issue with Kyler Murray throwing the ball in a place that the that the wide receivers can catch it. Because there's a lot of teams that have way less receiving talent than the Cardinals do. 
So you can't look at it and be like, oh, yeah, if they had more talent, it would have been fine. This is a core issue that needs to be worked out with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. And if not, if it's not, there are going to be some real questions surrounding the future of this team with with them, too. Yeah, it's going to be a fun it's going to be fun offseason trying to forecast how, you know, as as they approach their third season under Cliff Kingsbury, because I don't think that's any question. They, they made progress this season. Obviously, you're frustrated with how it's ending. Uh, you know, they could still sneak into the playoffs, but you know, how the, Steve Keim is going to kind of take Kyler Murray, take DeAndre Hopkins, take this offensive line that took a giant step forward this, uh, this season, and then move forward with the pieces that you, you want to move forward with and then surround them with the complementary pieces that they're lacking. I mean, outside of DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think anybody at this point will, like nobody's going to go to bat for anybody else beyond Nook as far as coming back. Like if, if, if they, they need to upgrade at the tight end position, finally invest in that position because Dan Arnold showed that he's not ready for prime time. You know, he, I, I, for God's sake, if I see another Mason Cole moving his head and, and getting flagged up again, I'm, I'm going to just spike my, my, my Pepsi can. Yeah. That's helping me get through game day. <laughs> I mean, that for the, for the second straight week, he was flagged twice. He's the center. He controls when the ball snapped and, and he gets flagged up for a false start penalty twice again. And they were crucial and just drive stoppers. You know, it's just, it's going to be interesting because once Cliff Kingsbury proves that if, if you surround him with the type of players that meet his system, if he can't coach, then if he can't call up and dial up the right plays by then, then it's on him. Right. Yeah. No, everything you said is right. Uh, and, and just a quick mention about the, uh, the, the, calls that went against the Cardinals that happens all the time. You can't like calls like that. Like the, the one thing that I will say, yes. So Dan Arnold, absolutely. There may, there was one false start that was kind of iffy. The other one definitely was a false start. Deandre Hopkins getting thrown out of bounds late. Definitely a thing, but it happens all the time. The only one that I I would like just to see a rule change overall is with a Dan Arnold uh, fumble. Yeah. Um, If the refs don't know, don't pick one side or the other. Right. The because f- once you pick one, yeah. that changes everything. That's like giving, you know, uh, like the old overtime rules where you flip a coin and whoever gets it gets the ball. If they score, they win. Right. So the call, if people need to help, you know, reminding what happened or they didn't see the game, is Dan Arnold was going to the ground. It looked like that his knee, his shin touched the ground before the ball became loose. And it looked like the officials that were in on the play, closest to the play, to me, this is just complete speculation. We're like, okay, let's just rule this a fumble so we can review it because all turnovers can be reviewed, and then we'll see what you know what happens. But at the end of the day, it became too close to call, and they err on the side as far as what the you know their their rules analyst, I think Mike Pereira, fought. they err on the side of their egos because they don't want. But I mean, to be I wrong. thought it was pretty clear. I thought it was pretty clear that Dan Arnold was down, and that wasn't a fumble. But you know the the. They had to side with the call in the field and err on that side of caution or whatever. And it cost the Cardinals big. And, uh, you know, it, it luckily was gold missed that field goal to follow that up. Luckily. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Cardinals had 38 chances. Yeah. I mean, even the last play when, when they come down and score a touchdown and he has an extra point, he misses the extra point. They still keeps it within a one score game with, you know, with a minute left. I mean, the Cardinals had every chance they were trying to give the game away last yesterday. They were trying to give the game away, and the Cardinals just you're like, you know what, we're good. We'll miss the playoffs. It's it'll be fine. It was a brutal performance. 
the team that was nipping at the Cardinals' heels now seems like they're in the driver's seat after they took care of business against an inferior opponent. The Chicago Bears continue to talk about the fallout from the 20-12 to loss for the Cardinals on Saturday in Week 16. What's ahead in Week 17? What has to happen? We'll talk about it. The final segment of Locked on Cardinals coming up next. The only thing that's going to make your Monday better is a Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever, and it's improved. The Built Bar is even more deliciouser than before. How's that possible? Well, they've got some limited edition flavors to go along with six new flavors, caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream, cherry, barcia, lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp, to go along with the 12 original flavors that we know and love, raspberry, German, chocolate. How about orange, sneaky good orange? The bars covered in 100% chocolate, soft, easy to chew. The Built Bars, they're equally as healthy as they are delicious, great for the health-conscious person, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars, low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Right now, you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Just use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It was the Chicago Bears. It was the Chicago Bears just punishing the Jacksonville Jaguars, doing what you should do against the bad team, against the backup quarterback with an inferior roster. That's exactly what happened. The Chicago Bears just blew the doors off the Jacksonville Jaguars, take care of business, and now they go into Week 17. If they can somehow take out the Green Bay Packers. It's not uh, you know, a foregone conclusion that that's going to happen. And the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, Cardinals have to beat the Rams, right? Because if both teams finish 8-8, eight and eight, the Bears have the tiebreaker. And then the Arizona Cardinals, so if they could beat the Rams and the Bears lose to the Packers, that's their way in. That's really the only way in. Yeah, and we're recording this mid-afternoon on Sunday, just pulling the curtain back. So tomorrow... When we we're gonna record the on Tuesday when you listen to us, we will have talked every about everything that's happened after this podcast. But we wanted to get you know we wanted to get the information out after the Chicago Jacksonville game so we could put everything into perspective a little bit more. But correct, what's what needs to happen? What needs not to happen tonight and today? The rest of the afternoon is the the Rams win and the Packers win. If the Rams win, if they beat Seattle and the Packers beat Tennessee on Sunday Night Football. Green Bay clinches the one seed. If Green Bay clinches the one seed, it makes all of it nothing but a formality that they're going to sit some guys in week 17 when they play the Bears, which makes it um, almost inevitable the Bears will win that game. So, yes, you're right. This is this is, um, this is is an interesting time to be an Arizona Cardinal because you completely lose all of your all of your control. But there is a wrinkle here where if Seattle wins this afternoon, that negates the chance – that Green Bay could clinch the the uh, the one seed, so they will play Week 17. They're going to play their guys Week 17. If Seattle wins and the Cardinals beat the Rams, the Cardinals have a tiebreaker over the Rams, I believe. So that brings another playoff spot into contention. I'm almost sure that's true. Um, so you just need to hope for Seattle to lose this afternoon, or to win this afternoon. Right. And that's it. That That's the first thing that needs to happen if the Cardinals want to make the playoffs. And, and the Titans hopefully won last night as you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Or the Packers. It was just, yeah. You're just, you're just, that, that's the problem is, is, you know, you're, you're having to root and chase all these other teams to, to help the Cardinals out. And, I, you know, at this point, I think the frustrations, despite all the frustrations, 
just sneaking into the playoffs would do wonders for an organization, especially a guy like Kyler Murray. I think that just getting a taste, I, I know that nobody's anticipating that this team can make any noise, but just getting that opportunity and then just seeing what happens. Yeah. I mean, we, we need it, Bo. <laughs> Screw them. We need it. The media members need it. The fans need it. Obviously not screw them. They're, they're, they're the main cog in all of this, but there has been a long time for people that have been listening to Bo and myself. This is my fourth season. I think it's Bo's third, second or third, second and a half. Yeah. And it's been tough, man. Like we love talking about sports. That's not the tough part. The tough part is trying to, to coin a Bo Brock adage to make chicken salad out of chicken bleep. Like that's what we've had to do. And it's 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 uh it'd be nice to catch a break and um and just you you got to be big Russell Wilson fans and then uh, big Ryan Tannehill fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. You're Russ, you're you're somehow rooting for the Seattle Seahawks at this point. Probably makes you sick to your stomach, but you know it's for a worthy cause. The Arizona Cardinals to potentially sneak in to the postseason. We're you know as as we record this, I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about as far as Tuesday's podcast. We'll get into everything as far as week 17, what's on the line, what's realistic for this Arizona Cardinals team, what has to be fixed. I mean, it's, it comes down to it. You're, you're going against the final boss, the guy you've never beat, the Mr. Unbeatable and Sean McVay. He was, oh, he's 6-0 and against the Cardinals in his career. You know, can they finally get over that hump when it matters the most, you know, on the road at their brand new stadium there in Inglewood? I mean, it's... The, the, the odds are completely stacked against them, especially after how they've played recently. I don't care what you want to say. They, you know, they won back-to-back games, but man, you know, this is a team that's just a mess, you know, and, and they need to figure it out and, and they have to do it on the fly. Right. You know, and it's, uh, it, again, there's going to be a lot of information um, that we'll find out like being uh, unclear kind of gives you a little more anxiety as to, as to what, you know, could happen because there's so many more possibilities. Um, we're going to find out what the clear cut possibilities are and uh, hope that those things happen for the Cardinals and, you know, don't happen for the opponents. But I mean, all this could have been avoided if Kyler Murray could have played a good game on Sunday on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, really that's what it comes down to. Like, it's not, I love Kyler Murray. Um, I think he's, he is going to be the future of this team, but man, he has not played well in some very key games this year. Yeah, he's going to have to shake off the rust and kind of regain the form that he found against Philadelphia. Hopefully put together a performance like that in week 17, give the Cardinals that uh that that you know, a chance. It's not it's not minuscule. I mean, look, we're talking about the Bears who absolutely I mean, they've got a history as much as the Cardinals with the Rams of of the Green Bay Packers just ruining their fun. Um so it's two teams that let's let's keep in mind it's two key, two teams two fan bases that uh they don't believe like they can have nice things so um we'll see what happens we'll continue to kind of preview things we'll continue to talk about the fallout from the loss locked on cardinals bo brock alex clancy it's fun to kind of get together you know live in the same studio somehow we we made it happen today we'll probably make it happen at least one more time uh before week 17 goes down it was fun kind of breaking this one down. It was kind of therapeutic, and it was nice to also throw down a cold one, Alex. We'll talk to you guys come Tuesday morning. Make sure, of course, you're listening. You're following along the Locked on Cardinals podcast where you find podcasts. We'll talk to you guys soon.